because it's not a big deal in our lives. We don't make it a big deal. If you thought that coming to the altar would change your life, would change somebody else's life, you'd do it. Brother Trey, will you turn me down just a little bit up here? And uh, that's true. And it's easy for every one of us to take that for granted. We can come to the Lord. And I'm thankful for it. I want to preach tonight out of Psalm 27, one of my favorite chapters in the Bible. It, I thought God was done with Psalm 27 in my life, and He just keeps speaking to me through it. And I thank God that He could take one chapter, He could take one verse and speak to you on own so many different levels. And uh, will you turn me down just a little bit more, please? Maybe it's just me up here. But uh, I want to read just a few verses tonight. And uh, I want to first start off by praying. Lord, thank you, God, for letting us be here. Thank you, Lord, for the singing. Thank you, Lord, for your presence tonight. Lord, thank you, Lord, for letting me preach now. God, letting us hear the preaching. Lord, I need to hear this. God, I pray that you'd help me tonight. Lord, I pray that you'd help your people. I pray, God, that you would, Lord, work in our church and do big things, God. These are, these are not little things that you let us do, God. We're here on a Wednesday night because we want to be fed. We're hungry for your righteousness, just like Brother Josh has been preaching in the book of Matthew. God, we're here. God, maybe somebody's here just out of curiosity. Maybe somebody's here just, been, just because they were invited. But Lord, you got them here. Lord, I pray that you do a work now. Lord, I pray that you touch this time in Jesus' name. Amen. I got three verses tonight, and that's about all I'm going to preach. The Bible says in Psalm 27, verse 1, if you'll stand with me, the Bible says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though a host should have kept against me, my heart shall not fear. Though wars should rise against me, I want you to look at this phrase right here. This is what we're going to be basing my, the, the message that God's given me tonight. In this will I be confident. Amen. You can have a seat. In this will I be confident. You know, I looked up that definition, confident. Uh, sometimes I just need to be reminded. Sometimes we water down words. But as I was looking at this word confident, it doesn't necessarily mean what you think it means. It does, but kind of, kind of not. As I was reading it, it said that to, to feel safe. And almost in a sense to be careless. Now how is David careless in this very moment of his life? Did he not just talk about enemies? Did he not just talk about when the wicked, even mine enemies and my foes came upon me, not to just kill me, but to eat my flesh, to humiliate me, to, to do everything they can to, to ruin my testimony, to take me out. In this will I be confident. And David says, it's almost as if, I, I hope you can understand with me tonight, it's almost in a sense that he's giddy about this. He's just, he, he can't, 
to see his enemies necessarily because he just got done saying, the Lord is my light and my salvation. It's like he says, it's not just your light, it's my light. I possess this light. I possess this salvation. And then he goes on to say, the Lord is the strength of my life. He possesses God's strength. And yeah, there's some times there's going to be some big enemies in your life. But I'm glad we can have that carelessness and that, that, that such that feeling safeness and that confidence in knowing that God is all that we need in time of trouble. And my points tonight are not special. I just want to give you the Bible tonight. And I'm going to give you my points. The Lord is my life. That's for point one if you didn't know. The Lord is my salvation. My salvation. That's the second point right there. And then the Bible says, The Lord is the strength of my life. I just described to you what the word confident meant. And I tried to look up the history of when was this being penned by David. When did the Holy Spirit... Uh, when did that? We know that it's Holy Spirit. It's inspired by the Holy Spirit, but we know David pinned it down, and and he was under the inspiration. But the Bible, we don't necessarily know when this was taking place. Uh, some people, Bible scholars, say that it may have been when he was young, and uh, we have reasons to believe it may be because he said, "When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up." Maybe he was a young man. And uh, he was thinking on the lines of his own age. And he was thinking in, uh, under his own, you know, the, the, the troubles that he would be facing in the day and time that he'd be living. And maybe it was his parents. Or maybe the Jews say that it was when he was older. Maybe when he was running from Absalom. And so we don't know. But one thing that we can know for sure is you can be confident in the Lord any time of your life. You can trust in Him in any state that you're in. If you're a little kid tonight, you need to know one thing. You can be confident in God. He's got everything you need. He's everything you're going to need in life. If you have problems with depression, He'll help you. If you have problems with popularity, He'll help you. If you have problems with, with the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life, God is your light. He is your salvation, and He is your strength. You might as well just go ahead and give Him all the glory because He's everything that you you ever need. You can, you can look all day in the pill bottle. You can look all day in the friends and, and, and all the things that the social media gives us today, but you'll find that it has nothing and it's all void. But if you'll put your trust in God, you'll find that He's enough. Don't get me excited tonight. I was excited as I was writing this down. He said, the Lord is my life. I'd say that's a good place to start. You know, in Genesis chapter 1, God said, let there be light. See, God, see, this is what David was thinking. Yes, I know he had some enemies tonight. He did. He had some enemies. But I think he was looking at God just long enough to forget about them for just a moment. He said, the Lord is my light. You go to Genesis chapter 1. The Bible says, let there be light. That's what God said within just a few verses. God knows how to, how, how to move into dark places. And when he moves in, the darkness can't do nothing but move away somewhere else. And I'm glad that's what he did in a sinner's heart. That's what he did in my heart. I was lost. I was, dark. I was in darkness. I was wretched. I was on my way to hell. But Jesus came in. Can I tell you right there that he is the light? And he came into my life and he changed everything around. 
changed everything around. In Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 19, I don't have the verse. I'm not going to turn there tonight, but he starts talking about how God led them. The nation of Israel with a pillar of of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. And he said the light led him. What I'm trying to say tonight is whatever you need him for, he'll be your light. If you need to be saved tonight, you say, you don't, you say, preacher, I don't understand what you're talking about. Well, if you're in here for the first time and you don't know much about Jesus Christ, he died for your sin. If you're lost and on your way to hell, you say, you say, I'm lost and on my, I've never asked him in my heart. Well, that means you're lost and on your way to hell. But he died on the cross of Calvary over 2,000 years ago to save you because he had you on his mind. And he's the light. He's the light tonight. We can be excited tonight that He is the light and He'll change your life around if you'll just put your trust in Him. But if you're saved today and you know Him and He lives in your heart, He knows how to lead you. He knows how to guide you. The Bible says the Lord is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. And He is that for us tonight if you just trust in Him. You say, I don't understand where He's taking me. You don't have to understand where He's taking you. Just understand that He's God and He knows what He's doing. And when you get to the end, you may not understand it. You may not, but you'll find out that His way is always better. He's a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. John chapter 1, verse 1 through 9, it says, it says that in the beginning was the Word and the Word was with Him or was God and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And it goes on to say that God is that true light that, came into, that cometh into the world. He's that light tonight. I'm trying to tell you tonight. Oh, I, I get it. We live in some dark days. You say, preacher, you don't understand the battles that I'm facing. I get it. I may not understand your enemy tonight. But I do understand Jesus. And he is everything that I need. You may have some big enemies. You may have a Goliath. You may have Saul coming after you. You may be in running from Absalom tonight. I don't know. The Bible doesn't tell us where David was at in Psalm 27. But one thing we do know, it was he was the light for David. I told you what confident, what it meant to be confident. And uh, maybe this would be a good illustration. You as a child, if you ever, if you ever um, just had so much faith in your mom or your daddy, and when you were around them, you just almost you didn't care. You didn't pay attention to where you were walking. You didn't pay attention to what you were doing because you had so much faith in them. That's what David's saying. He's saying he just, he just can't. It's hard to see the enemy because he's been looking at Jesus. That's what, that's what we ought to do as Christians. You know why our, our, our wave, those waves are so big in the storms of your life? You know why Goliath is so big in your life? It's because you quit looking at the light. See, Jesus has a way to make everything else small. It may be tonight that your troubles, you're lost and you're on your way to hell and you know you're lost. It may be tonight that your troubles seem so big, but if you just let Jesus into your heart, He will change those things, and those things that you thought were going to kill you, find out that Jesus, He wants to save you from it, and, uh, and, and He wants to change your life around, and He can do that tonight. He's alive. 
all good? The Lord is my light. He's my salvation. See, we would think that salvation would be a saving, but it doesn't always mean that as far as like salvation, as far as getting born again. We know that if you get saved, if Jesus comes into your heart, then you don't have to be born again after that. He died on the cross one time for us. But this is not necessarily meaning that born again salvation. David's talking about, he keeps saving me. He keeps helping me. I mean, I, when I stumble, he picks me back up. And when I struggle, he helps me through. And when I'm in a storm, he gets me to the other side. And he just keeps saving him. Just keeps on, keeps on. And that's what God does when, when you let him be your light. He'll save you one time and he'll be enough. And then he'll be the light for your life, for the rest of your life if you'll let him be. But now that I'm saved, I need him to save me. You know, I realize the, the longer I serve him, the more mess, messes I make for myself. The more things I find myself in messes, or I find myself in messes and I find myself doing things I know I shouldn't have done. I find myself messing up time and time after again. I find myself needing God every day of my life. I find when I let one, go, one thing go in my life, I didn't realize I was struggling with three other things in my life. And I'm, what I'm trying to say is I need God to constantly save me. I'm glad he does like I said I don't know where David was at but we can read the story of David and find that God knew how to save him in every trouble you know David never died by an enemy you think that enemy in your life you think that thing in your life is going to kill you because the devil put that in your life. Because the devil put that fear in your life. And God, I'm, I'm telling you, tell me if I'm wrong. You look in the Bible, tell me if I'm wrong. God never lets an enemy. If you're giving your life to the Lord, God never lets that enemy kill you. And we all die. But David didn't die by that bear. He didn't die by that lion. God gave him victory. God threw a bear and a lion out there so David would know how to handle a Goliath. There's going to, you live for the Lord. There's, the devil doesn't like that. And he's going to try to kill you. He's going to try to ruin your life. But I'm glad. I, I want to live for the Lord for all of my days. I want to give him all the glory, all the days of my life. I get it. Hey, there's going to be some times the devil, he's going to try to ruin your life. But I'm glad God knows what to throw in your life to save you from something that's going to happen in the future. He knows how to do that. He knew there'd be a Goliath, so he threw a bear and a lion out there. He knew that David may get prideful. That's what happened to Saul. God made him Saul king of Israel. And, and, and when Saul became king of Israel, he was humble. We know that because Samuel, in the latter part of Saul's days, Samuel came to him and said, That was great when thou were little, not on eyes. Now I'm paraphrasing. But David knew, or God knew David would struggle with that very thing. You know what he did? He put him in a cave and threw him out in the wilderness. Ran from Saul for many years. You say God's mean. No, God's loving. And he's trying to save you. I get it. I don't want bad, I don't want to have bad, 
things coming to my life. I don't want to have trials in my life. But when you realize God's saving you, it gives you a whole different demeanor and a whole different outlook. I had a, a thought when I was looking at this and I was thinking about the Lord being my light, my salvation. I was a, a story came to my mind. I, I remember years ago, it was around Christmas time. Um, Caleb, my brother, we were walking downtown Chattanooga, and Caleb, my brother, did not look. He didn't look. He just walked out in the street. And I can't remember for the life of me who grabbed him and yanked him back. And and. <laughs> There was, when they did it, it was a startle to him. Like, what in the world do you think you're doing? And then all of a sudden, a big old bus came by. He was about to be killed. It would have been, he didn't do this. It would have been pretty sorry of him if he would have dropped it, whoever did that. How dare you? You were just trying to save them. They saw the danger. Last time I checked, God knows you're to mark. He knows what you need. And He wants to save you. And you're mad. You're pitching a fit. God, why won't you let me do this? Why won't you let me have this? Why won't you let me preach anywhere and, and or be used and and half the stuff we want is prideful anyways. And God said, no, i got to humble you. No, I need you to see that, that, that I, I'm, I'm trying to save your life. Don't be mad now. I, I'm just going to, hey, it's my time. I'm just going to brag for just a little bit. Y'all call me... Y'all call me mushy or whatever you want. But I, I, I thought that too. I said, God, some of you in here, you're, you're single and you've been waiting for a spouse and God ain't giving it to you. I understand. There's been times, I'm just being honest, I was upset with God. And I had no right. I, I feel bad saying that, but I'm just being honest. I said, God, won't you give me a wife? I've been praying for it. I've been serving you. I've been living for you. God, why don't you? And, and you know what? I'm not regretting waiting now because I, I didn't know what God had for me. He was saving me. And he's trying to save you. Whatever instance you're in, whatever problem you're facing, I don't know what it is in your life, but you're upset with God. How about you just get along with God for just a little bit and just thank Him. Thank Him that He is your light. And He's not a deist. He's not forgotten about you. You don't have to knock on His door. He knows exactly where you're at. Just give it time. <clears throat> Maybe one day you'll look back and say, yeah, Wow, I didn't know God was going to do that. Or you may look back and say, I'm not really sure what was going on there, but but God, I thank you. Because I, I, I know you're trying to save me. Now y'all help me out now. I, I'll, I'll go on to the next point. I'm not sure if you're getting this tonight. I know it's Wednesday night, but we can be thankful that he is. If, if you've ever put your trust in him, he is your life. And he is your salvation. I've got one more point, and I'll be done. 
I've spoiled y'all when I preach now. I preach 30 minutes, and now, now y'all looking at the clock. Is he going to pass 30 minutes? He's my strength. He's my light. He's my salvation. He's my strength. David did have enemies. I hope we wouldn't be ignorant enough to not see the enemy. Parents, some of the enemies are coming after your children. I hope you see that. I hope you see it. It's not a trend. It's the devil. I was talking to the teenagers the other day and I, said, I told them, I said, I get it, I know where you're at. The whole society is trying to go after them. All the songs, all the videos, all the, the, the music and, and everything, it's after them. It's after us, but it's after them. It's, it's, it's designated for them. There's an enemy. I get it. We live in some dark days. And, and I get it. We live in some, some days of technology. And there's going to be some strong devils. But David already recognized. He said, the Lord's my strength. This is coming from the mouth of a king. Think about that for just a moment. Wouldn't it strike you dead if one of our leaders would say I don't have the strength but I know who does this was a king that was talking or to be a king he was to be a king and he realized that there wasn't enough manpower to save him from his enemies he may have had enough he could have got enough maybe for the Philistines, but then he'd have an enemy, his own son trying to kill him. And it was just one thing after another. And he realized, I ain't got the strength. But the Lord's my strength. If we'd get a hold of this tonight, it'd change our lives around. God doesn't want your strength. God doesn't. I find it funny sometimes when, when I've heard it said, I've said it myself, like, man, I feel like God's used every, has ignored any strength. I'm not saying that God won't use your gifts and won't use your talents. He will. But God wants to use your weakness. Because He wants to show you how strong He is. God doesn't need your strength. God doesn't want your strength. He'll strengthen you in things. Paul struggled. He said, Lord, I come to you three times. And he said, you've not answered my prayer. But then you came along and you said, my grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. And you'll find so many times in the Bible it says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. The Bible tells us so many times to be strong in him. Because when you find out that he's, that he's strong, there's nothing too big for you can't go through, that you can't do in your life. I'm going to be honest with you. I figured I'd share this. 
past, past, down the road. Y'all, we, y'all know that we took a trip to Albania. I've been there before. I loved it. I've been telling my wife, we've, I, I've been craving just Mediterranean food. We went to one restaurant. I don't think Brother Josh said this. This is how fresh it is. They, they, make, they, they plant their own stuff. They harvest their own stuff. They had three. We went to one restaurant. They had three things that you could order. Salad, bread, and lamb. And we got all three. And uh, we're pretty sure that they shot the lamb that very moment. We, we said we want lamb, and that we heard a gunshot. And so I think it got killed that very moment. And it, it tasted like it just got killed because it was fresh. It was good. My goodness, lamb. I didn't think, I went to Outback and ate lamb. And that's why I never liked lamb. It was greasy. It tasted like it's just no good. But you get that kind of lamb, it's good. But... Uh, I, I love Albania. I, 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 I wanted to go, I, but I got asked. To be honest with you, I tried to avoid it. I had, I had, I had different things that I just, I just felt like was going to keep me away from doing it. And then Brother Josh asked me, he said, you want to go? And I was like, I'll pray about it. And I prayed about it for over a month. And I said, God, I, I called out eight things to him, eight things, and eight reasons why I didn't need to go. I ain't going to give them all to you. They're all different things, and they were all different real things to me. And I'll say, that's a trip of a lifetime. I get it. But there was going to be some spiritual things I needed God to help me with. Hey, those are some big things. That's a big trip to make. I remember I prayed, and I prayed. I couldn't get peace about it. It wasn't that I didn't get peace. I just had, I just had a, just, just a fear, whatever you want to call it. And I said, God, you're going to have to help me. You're going to have to give me your word. And then he gave me this verse, and this will I be confident. I said, God, I don't understand what that means. And I read it, and I read it. I said, "What and what do I? What not? What am I supposed to be confident in?" I wasn't. I don't mean that sarcastically. I don't mean that. I just didn't understand. That was the only thing that God gave me. And this will I be confident. And I read, and I read, and I kept on reading, and I kept on reading. I said, "God, we're getting a little bit closer now." We're getting about a week or two away. I need you to tell me something. I need you to give me assurance. And he just kept on saying, In this will I be confident. In this will I be confident. And I started reading a little bit more. And I found out I can be confident that he is my light. And when I'm struggling, he's a lamp into my feet and a light in my path. And then when I find out that I need some saving and whatever it is in my life that I'm struggling with, He is my salvation. And then when I find out that I'm weak, and have you ever felt weak? Have you ever felt like you're incapable? You ever stood stood up and did something that you knew God was wanting you to do, but you felt incapable within yourself? You felt that you didn't have the power to do it, but you said, God, I'm going to trust you with it because you're my strength. And then you find out He's your strength. Then you'll shout a little bit, just like David. You'll get a little bit carried away. You may do a little bit of dancing. 
You may do a little bit of shouting like David did. You may be doing a little bit of testifying for just a little bit because the enemy did want to kill you, but God knew how to save you and knew how to give you strength. I know it's a Wednesday night. I'm excited. You say, I can't do that. Some of you are entering into some new ministries. Some of you are doing things that you thought you could never do before. And, and God is giving you the strength to do it. God's giving you the ability to do it. You didn't have the ability within your own self, but God gave you the ability to do it. I remember, I'm not trying to embarrass you, Anthony, but I thought about it just years ago. I couldn't hardly drag you in and have you sing in front of everybody in the nursing home. And now you're leading it. That's what God will do. He'll do things that you thought you could never do. You'll look back and say, wow, what a big God do I have. He's got me in places that I never thought I could be. And he's given me strength in places I thought I'd never have strength. Don't get me excited tonight. I know I preach past 30 minutes. I'm excited tonight. You say, preacher, I don't know what you're talking about. I want to tell you where you can start off at is by looking at Jesus. He died on the cross of Calvary. If God is working in your heart right now and telling you you need to be saved, there's no denying it. You know that you need to be saved. I want to ask you, you can be saved right now. Why don't you get saved? Ask Him into your heart and He'll be your light. He'll be your salvation and He'll be your strength. Miss Brittany, will you come on up, please? What are you needing? From him. He's got it. Will you stand? He's got it tonight. You may be incapable, but he's capable. Nothing too big for God. Not a thing. Not a thing. You know, I'm glad. I told my wife this. Try not to get too personal, but I felt that I could share this, and I, I, it's all right. Don't bother me. I think we'll all be personal sometimes. But I said, I'm glad that I struggled with all those things to go to Albania. I said, because I, I realized that he helped me with every bit of it. I'm glad I struggled because I could see where he'd step in. Let me tell you this, I'm not saying it's always going to be like this, but I know for, in the, for this instance in my life, everything that I told the Lord, the reasons why I couldn't go, or the reason why I didn't need to go, I had no struggle with those things. It was like He said, all right, let me show you how big I am. That's what He wants to do. These altars are open. I hope you'll come and talk to him tonight. Whatever you need. Maybe you just want to thank him. Maybe you need some strength. Maybe you need some encouragement. You think he's killing you. And he's trying to save you. Or it may be tonight that you're living in darkness. And you need to be saved. Today is the day of salvation. Why don't you ask Jesus into your heart? Tell him you want him to be your Lord and Savior. He died for you. He loves you. He died for your sin. Let's mind the Lord tonight.